<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. And now, are you effing kidding me? with JoJo from Jerry's. Republicans have turned the halls of Congress into the Jerry Springer show. Kidney punches, MMA throwdowns, Botox and OnlyFans. It's just embarrassing, frankly. And there's all of this chaos and drama and stupidity and corruption and crime, and nothing is getting accomplished. No legislation is being signed into law. They're just a party of chaos. And even Chip Roy called them out. He's a Republican. He said it. Republicans are not getting anything done. Nobody can point to anything they've accomplished because they're not accomplishing anything except chaos and lots and lots of criminal charges. Who exactly would vote for that at this point? I, I just don't understand it. Where, where is a voter who wants constant chaos? My guest this week is fellow Jersey girl Tara Setmayer. With her common sense perspective and keen political insights, Tara is considered one of television's most outspoken and must-watch political commentators. As an ABC News contributor and host of the Lincoln Project streaming show, The Breakdown, she cuts through the bluster and rhetoric to help audiences more clearly understand what it is that's at stake on the national political and policy scene. Prior to joining the Lincoln Project in 2020, she was already a high-profile media commentator as a CNN contributor from 2014 through the end of the 2016 presidential election, and again from 2018 through the 2020 election cycle. This is one of my favorite conversations ever. I think two Jersey girls from opposite sides of the political spectrum meeting in the middle is pretty much as good as it gets. Enjoy. Welcome to the Are You Effing Kidding Me podcast, Tara Setmayer. Oh my God, you're here in my <laughs> podcast, in my house, kind of, sort of. Welcome. Thank you for having me. It's nice to be able to, uh, you know, chat with a fellow Jersey girl. Let's go. I mean, you know, we keep it real. <laughs> that's the thing. I, that's the thing. I have loved you for so long. I'm going to totally fangirl because I mean, I remember seeing you on CNN way, way, way back in the day and you were like, hold on. <laughs> like, yeah, this is crazy. This is not normal. I'm a Republican and this shit is not normal. You were calling it out. And it was, you know, it was like seven long years of this already. But I, I want to talk about that. So like what you, so many in your party are crazy, right? Like you just, you, your pin tweet, I call tweets, you've left the Republican party. Yeah. And it was the Donald Trump or all of it. It was all of it. I mean, I, I stayed in the party from the time. Well, I joined the Republican Party when I was about 17. I was in high school and I went to college at George Washington University in D.C. Very gung ho, wide eyed and bushy tailed. Um, this was in 1993. So we just come off the Reagan Bush era. Um, and I was very excited to push back against Bill Clinton and the liberal left. You know, it was mm -hmm. kind of funny, but, you know, it was more traditional republicanism strong national defense and smaller government lower taxes i come from a law enforcement family and um you know my my grandfather i'm from paramus new jersey shout out to bergen oh. county 
Um, my grandfather was captain of the police department there. He was on the force for 40 years, marched in every Paramus 4th of July parade from 1947 until um, he died in, in um, 2016 at 90. So like I grew up very blue collar America and um, the, the kind of Reagan Bush era Republicanism made sense to me because my mom was a single parent. She had me at 21 and taught me to never be a victim of my circumstance and and always encourage me as a as an individual to um to succeed you know even if it's hard you can it's the greatest country in america you can still make it so you know the, the very basic boilerplate conservatism and then obviously as i got older more of the philosophical side of things um came into play but that's where it came from for me so watching kind of the crazy happen over the last decade or so i was dismayed by it because i I got into politics to help solve problems. You know, other people get in for other reasons. I can't speak to that. But for me, it was always like, how could this is the greatest country in the world? We're flawed. But what can we do to give access to more people to achieve the American dream? It was pretty that was pretty simple. Um, and just the, the the party itself just started to deteriorate in ways that made me question whether there was still a home there for me. And, you know, um, I tried to stay in during the Trump era. I was one of the first. I had a national platform on CNN. I was one of the first most vocal Republicans to come out against Donald Trump. I guess the never Trump movement wasn't quite a movement yet. It just made sense to me. Right. You're from Jersey, you know, Donald yeah. Trump is a, is a fucking asshole. Like yeah, he, we knew a criminal jerk yeah. off that like screwed so many people in New Jersey and New yeah. York that I was like, there's no way mm -hmm. anyone's going to really take this guy seriously. And geez, did I grossly miscalculate that? <laughs> me too. <laughs> what I find so amazing all the time is, is you, 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 you were with the Lincoln Project, is that these are the things that actually we had in common all along. My dad was a, a Republican too, but what you were talking about, the things that identified for you, that were important yeah. to you, that drove you as a Democrat, drove me. And here we are, you know, all these years later on the same side, in the same tent with those principles about, about you know, we're not perfect, but we right. can actually move forward and improve this nation. And, and I think that's sort of this weird irony because some of my closest friends are former Republicans now. Yeah. And I love the guys at the Lincoln Project, but it's about what we really have in common and, and not the crazy, but really more about the democracy. So speaking right. of the crazy, let's just take a minute and talk mm. about what those bros, those Republican bros in Congress have been up to the last couple of days. Because yesterday we saw the former Speaker of the House kidney punching another member of his party we saw mullen mma mullen like bro you want to go taking off his wedding ring i mean in yeah. a committee hearing and now santos we just learned today thanks to the ethics committee report he was using campaign funds we knew it was bad but for botox and only fans <laughs> i mean i'm not surprised at that given santos is a queen and you know he's got <laughs> he's got to make sure he looks right for those cameras um no listen I, decency used to be part of the Republican politics that I was a part of. I mean, you know, we're, there's always a little, little rough around the edges, but just common decency was something that I thought was important. And that used to be something that Republicans thought were important. I mean, George W. Bush never took his jacket off in the Oval Office. He always wore a tie. Like, there were things... It, um, I, Rick Wilson, my colleague at Lincoln Project, would tell you 
that they actually fired a guy for being rude. Like, huh. like that was in his father's administration. Like there was a certain decorum and just amount of classiness and decency that was expected. That is way out the window. I mean, because of Donald Trump and, and what the Tea Party, I think it kind of started bubbling up around Tea Party time. And then Donald Trump just reinforced all of that. And then Donald Trump was the quintessential, let's reward people for bad behavior, which to me was the polar opposite of what Republicans claim to believe, like the polar opposite. So I'm like, you guys are the biggest hypocrites ever. How could that hypocrisy was something that never sat right with me. And you said, you know, you saw, you used to follow me from CNN days. I was vicious on CNN because all those Republicans who were trying to make excuses for Trump and being like the biggest hypocrites ever, they hated being on panels with me because I called mm. them all out on it. I'm like, yeah. stop it. I Listen, I've been in the party for over two decades. I know what you said when it was the Clintons or when it was Barack Obama. I know what positions you guys took. So now all of a sudden it's that, that you know, what Trump is doing is 10 times worse than anything any of them, those people did. That's okay. Get the fuck out of here. And they knew it. They hated, they couldn't stand going up against me because I was their conscience looking in the mirror right back at them to calling them out for the hypocrites that they are. So all of this the indecency that's going on in Congress, I'm not surprised. It's we have rewarded reality show behavior. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? or the friends you find along the way. Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more, but you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So why I'm not shocked that we've got a an MMA idiot challenging a teamster witness to a fight in a Senate hearing, which by the way, <laughs> I have to say, the memes are hilarious. <laughs> uh, uh, Bernie Sanders with the keep your sit your butt down, you're a US senator, is should be like on a t-shirt. Um, O'Brien with the I don't understand what you're saying is hysterical. My Michelle Kinney and I, she's Michelle is the creative director at Lincoln Project. She's a New Yorker. Mm-hmm. So we've watched that on a loop dying because it's hysterical. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, but it's not, you know, we have to laugh to stop from crying, but yeah. it's just, but it's unacceptable. It's embarrassing. These people should be ashamed of themselves. And the fact that George Santos hasn't been expelled from Congress yet, is just another example of hypocrisy and sheer political craven behavior because they needed his vote. He warrants being expelled. Like they should have expelled him months ago. I'm not shocked at anything that's come out in the ethics report. No, a, 
a thousand percent. And like t- to your point about decorum, these are the same people who who are very upset that John Fetterman wears sweatshirts and hood and shorts. You can be upset about that. That's fine. You can have an opinion on that. I have an opinion on that. I think he needs to put on a suit in the Senate. But let's. These are the people who were upset about Obama's tan suit. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. But, and I was I was guilty of that back then. I was in that a little bit where I was like, you know, it's it's leisurely, and you should have more respect for the office. And <laughs> now. I would take Obama in shorts and a T-shirt Seriously. at a press conference over over what we've accepted with Donald Trump. Good God. And not only are they expected to do this stuff with the violence and the threatening, the like chest beating and all the things and then rewarded for it. Mullen went on TV that night and I he know. was like, this is what my constituents yes. want. Yes. And said this is what he teaches his sons. He's got six kids, this guy. I didn't know that. Yeah. Like- he said it. He said it twice. He did it on Fox News that night. Fox Business, I believe. And then the next day he was on CNN with Dana Bash, my former colleague over at CNN, who's an excellent reporter. And she was just shocked. She has a 12 year old son. Yeah. So she was like, so um, how do you explain this to children? And he's like, well, I've got kids and my ta- teach my sons not to be bullies. And sometimes you need to pun- you know, punch the bullies in the mouth. And I was going to, but and I'm like, oh my God. And then I found out that the guy's like, you know, five, five or however tall he is. And I said, oh, well, that explains it. Well, Napoleon. explains all of it. Yeah. Yeah. Explains all and of it. And it's like, I wrote a Daily Beast piece about this fucking asinine toxic masculinity shit. Yeah. It's like, I mean, honestly, it's like, you can look, I don't care if you tell your kid, if you're bullied, stand up, punch, don't punch first. Punch. I, don't right. care. I don't care. That's fine. Right. But you don't have that it's argument. Time and place. Take it to somebody's backyard. You can find that teamster. You can knock on his door. Like you, you have that is not the time and the place because no. you are doing the people's work. You are you were sent there. You are paid by us. And I think it's just such an incredibly like it seems while it's not surprising, it seems sometimes like it's all at once where you're like, whoa, this is really jumped the shark. We jumped the shark a thousand times, but it feels like McCarthy freaking kidney punching a member of his own party. That guy was two heartbeats away from the presidency, like not yeah. that long ago. The thing about that story, which is kind of weird to me, I don't know if I believe it. Really? I I don't know. I don't know if it happened quite like that. Like hmm. Kevin McCarthy, full blown elbowing Burchett in the in the in the kidneys like that. <laughs> Did he run into him? Probably. I know that hallway well. I worked on Capitol Hill for seven years, so I you know I ran around those hallways and you know it can get crowded down there when there's a lot going on in the press and people are talking and there's they're going to meetings did he bump into him did he give him a shove maybe i don't know if it was as dramatic as as uh Burchette made it sound maybe i don't know but the whole thing just even the idea that we're talking about this <laughs> yeah is is nuts and patrick McHenry, the congressman who was the interim speaker for a couple of weeks there he was like, I've seen some dumb days. There's been some dumb days in Congress, but this is like the dumbest day ever. Because there were three incidents that day. You had the the elbow gate, which <laughs> Lincoln Project. Lincoln Project, we put out a really funny video called Elbow Mania, <laughs> which is pretty funny. You can go see it on our YouTube page. Okay. Because, um, you know, we're of course, we're going to make fun of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But, um, and then you had the, the, the Mark Wayne nonsense, the, yep. uh, the senator, you know, tough guy. Um, and then you had the argument between Congressman Moskovitz and Comer during the hearing over Comer's hypocrisy going after President Biden for loaning his brother 
money and having it paid back while he was out of office, by the way, mm-hmm. versus what Comer has done, which was way worse. Mm-hmm. He was in office. There's some <laughs> sketchy LLCs. You know, they're moving money around with him and his brother. Real sketch. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> the congressman called him out on it. And then he got upset about it and calls him a smurf. Like, what is happening? This is Congress. Congress. I made a video for, I work with Red, White, and Blue, and we we love to, yeah. like, troll uh, lots of Republicans. So I made one where it yeah. was, like, mom's rules. Rule number one. Like, don't, don't call names. Like, even <laughs> if it's your favorite cartoon character, yeah. it's still not okay. Right. Like, are we here? Right. This is, a, this is a committed chairman. But there are no grown-ups. I mean, maybe no. Patrick McHenry has grown up. He's maybe grown up adjacent, even on a on a box. Yeah, I was going to say, what's about <laughs> Smurfs? Patrick McHenry's like this tall. <laughs> that sounds like right there. Right. Of Smurfs. I'm dead. I'm you dead. They had to, you see, they had to, they had to switch the, the chair out in the yes. chamber because he was swallowed up when he was speaker. The speaker's chair is, you know, it's pretty, it's ornate and it's big, you know, and, and here he's this little guy and then this big tall chair. They had to, they had to bring him, you know, a mini booster chair. His big gavel that he was like, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Look, I, I'm much older than you, but I don't know if you remember the electric company, but Lily Tomlin was on the electric company to this character and he weighed a baby. Oh, yeah. A giant I don't chair. think you're older than me. I'm 40. <laughs> I think I'm about 74. <laughs> I'm 75. 70. So you're one, one year. Okay. One year. Okay. So, so you we're are the same remember. age, basically. Yes. Of course it. I remember the electric company. Oh, my God. Morgan Freeman, all the things. Three, yes. two, one contact. Yeah, that's yes. what he reminded me of in that big chair. It was like Lily Tomlin. Yes. And she's just, you know, with her yes. feet swinging in the big chair. Yeah, yeah. The best. You ever, have you ever been to the Outer Banks? Yeah, in yeah. North Carolina? Yeah. So in, in Kerala, they have yeah. those big, oh, those big oversized chairs. And my husband and I took pictures in them. Was my, my husband's from Brooklyn, and we're the same age. Yeah. So I was like, oh, my God, this is like the electric company. In the big chair. <laughs> yeah. That's a, that's a reference I love that we share because yes. a lot of people look at you like it. I mean, I can't even reference five, the Brady six, seven, eight, nine, 10, nine, 10, 11, 12. 12. Yeah. I, I'm going to get a quart of milk, a stick of butter, and a yeah. little bread. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love it. Okay. So now we're going to pivot with the last few minutes we have to, um, we're going to, we're going to pivot to my random question segment and it's sort of rapid fire, but because, you know, we, we're, we're Jersey girls. I know we can talk. So oh, yes, indeed. Yeah. So are you ready, Tara Setmayer, for the random question? Rapid fire. Let's do it. I'm always ready. All right. So the first question is very important because we are in New Jersey. And this is one of those questions where you ask someone from New Jersey and you they give you your answer and you know where they're from. So is it Taylor Ham or pork roll? Taylor or- Ham. Taylor Ham. I'm team Taylor Ham. Taylor Ham, egg and cheese, salt, pepper, ketchup on a hard roll. On a hard roll. This is the That's only that. answer. That's it. You, you you do not tell me anybody who says, well, it's not. That's the brand name. Right. Okay. Do you ask for an adhesive bandage when you exactly. have a cut? You ask you for don't. a band-aid. That's right. <laughs> you ask for a That's band-aid. Right. <laughs> Once upon a time, you used to ask for a Kleenex. I don't think people do that as much anymore. But no. yeah, thank you. I love yes. you. And that's how you know where we're from. A, that exactly. We're, right. we're from north of the Raritan River. That's, that's the demarcation line. <laughs> Where people say there's a central Jersey. No such there, thing. <laughs> there is no such thing. There's that should be all- another question, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, all the central Jersey people are like, but I, but no, I- you're South Jersey. Once you go over the bridges, that's it. Yeah. If you root for the Eagles and the Flyers, you know, right. the, you're South Jersey. I don't care. Correct. I'm sorry. Right. Correct. So that answer, folks, everybody out there calling it <laughs> pork roll. Don't add us either. South Jersey people. It's Taylor Ham. 
<laughs> right? Oh my God. This is so, you gotta get a Taylor ham. On, for me, it's disco fries too. Oh, get- of course. That's, but that's only after midnight Yes, at the diner. <laughs> yes. Are you kidding? Oh my God. The Where best. I'm from in Paramus, there's on 17, there's a diner called the Suburban Diner that I'd been going to my entire life. And there was like, that was a must coming back home from the clubs in New York down route four. A lot of people went to the forum diner. I didn't like that. I wanted to get home to Paramus and go to the suburban diner. Cause that's where all the cops hung out also. Yeah. Cause like yeah. I said, I'm, I'm the grandchild of the former captain of the police department. So I can get away with a lot, <laughs> um, but sh- disco fries at three o'clock in the morning. But now so many of the diners aren't open at 24 hours anymore. I'm like heartbroken. The, the, the suburban closes, I think at 11 or 12 now on weekends. I'm like, what is happening? The world is falling apart. COVID had a lot to do with that. Yeah. COVID and a lot of people, uh, yeah, people, they don't go out the same way that they used to. Anymore. No, it's no, su- it sucks. It's we used to go to the TikTok. That was our like special. TikTok's like on Route Three. Yeah, yeah. Route Three diners. There's the one I forget what it's called right Cliff. before that Park West or something. That's yeah. pretty good. And then there's the one across from. Uh, do you know the place? It's in Totowa. It's that little the little lodge. It's got the what is oh, it? Forty six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, uh, where all the bikers hang out. Yeah, I, I was yeah, a regular yeah. there for a hot minute, and I can't. I didn't uh, hang out where the great notch in. Great. Oh my god. Oh my god. Did you ever go to Ed's in Saddlebrook? No. Oh, oh my God. Wait, that's I? a that's a good dive bar. That's okay. not there anymore, though. It was a legendary dive bar in Saddlebrook. I went to some Ed's dance Tavern. club near Bloomfield. I don't remember. I dated a guy from Bloomfield for a minute. He yeah. stole my VCR. That's oh my gosh. <laughs> well, that's dating you. A that it was a VCR. Yeah. And yes. B that you were going out to clubs in Bloomfield. Anyway, okay. Next question. But all bad things. <laughs> but, you know, they formed the person I am today. And if you're out there, Brian, oh. I want my VCR back. Oh, I know funny. where you are. That's um, funny. but he was big in the pants, so that was fine. But I'm sorry. <laughs> Just I mean, up. that'll keep you around longer than you probably should. Longer than my VCR was useful anyway. <laughs> Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Question two, another food theme. Okay, Thanksgiving is coming up. We got two categories, best side, worst side for Thanksgiving. Oh, man. Um, Best side, probably my mom's mashed potatoes because she makes amazing mashed potatoes and she makes amazing potato salad too for the for the barbecue um i'm i'm biracial so my mom is like the white girl that can come to the black folks barbecue because she can make some potato salad so my mom's mashed potatoes are awesome um but we also because i'm part italian so we do artichokes 
Mm. Um, we do steamed artichokes. And so that's a big, important part of Thanksgiving for us all the time. We have to have some good jokes for, for Thanksgiving. Um, worst side. Well, I don't know. I mean, there really aren't any bad sides for Thanksgiving. Maybe. I mean, I like Brussels sprouts, but I not everybody too. likes them. I, I don't like, like the canned beets. Sprouts. It's those canned beets people. Canned beets, I guess. Yeah, that's good. I'll go with that. We if don't. We don't do that. We don't I like do roasted beets. beets, like a real beet, but like the canned ones. Yeah, I like spicy. beet juice. My husband, yeah. he he juices beets all the time. It's really good for you. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't really have any worse sides. Thanksgiving's great, <laughs> and my that's husband good. makes a mean macaroni and cheese. Ooh. And anyone who follows me on social media, my husband's mac mac and cheese dance is infamous. Infamous. He I makes. Oh, he is it's hysterical because my husband's a little I wouldn't say he's exactly like Michael Jackson dance wise. <laughs> he's a little goofy sometimes. And the mac and cheese dance is lives in infamy. People what? like wait for it every year. What inspired it? When he tasted it, take a he's bite. He was so happy. When he's cooking, he's mm. just, you know, he's he's happy about the whole situation. And my husband's a big jokester anyway. So, but yeah, the mac and cheese dance is it's a it's a it's a sight. Last year, my mom and people can see this on my Instagram. So we we just bought a new house last year. So it was like our first Thanksgiving in our new house. And so everybody was extra happy about it. And yeah. my my mom was a Broadway show dancer. So I grew up in in theater and, and going to the theater and, and live music and all that from the time I was little, little, little. And so we always jammed to all kinds of music. And um, so like, <laughs> I like EDM. Mm -hmm. um, my mom's not too big on EDM, but she, you know, she can appreciate a good a good beat. And then I've discovered Tatric Hall. So like, you know, the very <laughs> yes out here, like let's break it down and be fabulous. And so there's a very funny video of my mom dancing to Tatric Hall. Okay, we need to see all of that. Uh, yes, while I tell April. my Alexa, Alexa, be quiet. I thank you very much. She's reminding <laughs> me where my kids' advent calendars are every 20 minutes. I'm like, oh my gosh. I hid them and I'm going to forget. And then I remind myself, she never shuts up. Sorry, Alexa, That's I funny. don't need to be abusive. But okay, <laughs> seriously, I know where the advent calendars are. I promise. Okay, <laughs> last question. And again, Jersey theme, okay. Yeah. So, so this one is personal for me because I know this is so owning myself. I had to drive to Ohio. I drive to Ohio every year for Thanksgiving and I invariably get to the almost E- because I'm terrified of <laughs> pumping my own gas. It's just, I'm, I suck at it. I'm really scared of it. I've, yeah. I've, I've never had an accident, but I'm like terrified of it one time. It's still, can, are you good at it? Well, I obviously grew up in Jersey my whole life. So Jersey girls don't pump gas, right? No, we do not. However, <laughs> I used to travel with my grandmother every weekend in the summers because she was a professional dog handler. So I would travel with her to dog shows into like Bumblefuck, Pennsylvania and other places, upstate New York, like random places where they have dog shows. Yeah. So I learned to pump gas very young because it was just my grandmother and I. So when we would go out of state, one of the exciting things was, oh, can I please pump the gas? Because mm -hmm. we couldn't do it in New Jersey. So it was like, oh, I get to pump gas. <laughs> so I learned how to pump gas at a young age. Doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> But I do know how to do it. And I live in Virginia now, so I have no choice other mm -hmm. than to pump gas. Um, or when my husband's in the car, then he pumps the gas. But yeah, so I try. So I will drive the car down to like E. Right. So I know when my husband's going to be in the car with me and make him pump the gas. Usually that's what I'll, that's what I'll do <laughs> get to avoid it. Such a foreign concept to other people. Like Oregon is the only other state right. for a while that they, they got right. rid of it. 
But like, I, I honestly, I was like, I will get to E. My son now he's 14. He's like, can I do it? Can I do it? Can I do it? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm fine. It's, it's, it's a weird thing. It but- is. Yeah. Listen, I still, I drive home all the time. My parents still live in Paramus. And so when I'm driving back to Jersey, I will t- like wait to get over the Delaware <laughs> Memorial Bridge so I can, I don't have to get out and pump gas. I'm like, okay, can I make it to Jersey? Because I don't want to pump gas if I don't have to, because it's gross. I, I, I don't want to. I, and I just, I'm just, I'm not coordinated in any way, shape or form. No one should trust me with like flammable liquids. But anyway, <laughs> Pump, pumping gas is a funny thing. Like my husband and I um, recently celebrated our, our 10 year anniversary and we- Congratulations. We, thank you, thank you. Uh, we got married in Sicily. And so we try to go back to Italy as often as we can. And because of COVID, there was like this big long four year break where we didn't go to Italy. But we were able to go recently for our 10 year anniversary in September. And we visited um, an island off of Sicily called Favignana. Mm. And so we <laughs> we rented scooters. And so we're scooting around Favignana and we didn't realize because the, the gas gauge was backwards. So when we first got the scooters, they were on almost E. I'm thinking it's full because it was the opposite way. I didn't realize until we got, we scooted around for a couple miles and we stopped at this like beautiful lookout point and we were getting drinks. And as we were pulling into the, into this like little tiki hut kind of place in the water. I, I looked down and I'm like, holy shit, that's not full. That's on E. Oh, no. So we had to, thank God scooters get like a lot of mileage on their gas. Cause I'm like, holy cow, we have five miles to get back to town oh, my to God. find the one gas station. So I'm like praying we're not gonna be on the side of the road and these scooters in Favignana. We make it to the gas station and then we couldn't figure out how to use it. And the locals were coming in like pissed off because the tourists were like taking up the gas pumps because they couldn't figure out how to do it. Oh and I'm like, well, I don't know what's going on. So finally, a nice local stopped and helped us. And I was like, OK, we're like, I'm over here trying to save democracy. And I could like, you know, analyze really complicated public policy issues, but I couldn't fucking figure out how to pump gas. It's perfect. It just screams American, right? It was hysterical. Screams American and that they're all like just watching. Meanwhile, here I go to a sheets in Pennsylvania and I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. And like, like, you know, a bunch of guys pick up trucks and mega hats. Yeah. Need some help, little lady. Yeah. Pennsylvanians and accent. I apologize about that. Parts of Pennsylvania. I mean, they have Nazi enclaves in parts of Pennsylvania, too. They do. They shout do. out to there's a lot of good parts of Pennsylvania. There are a lot of good parts of Pennsylvania. Okay, thank you. For, we, we're going to wrap it up because I, I know you're short on time and I, I love, love this conversation. So, oh, no problem. Okay, so the Lincoln Project streaming show, The Breakdown, right? Yeah. You, what else are you working on? Where do you want to send people? Tell them about all the good things. Yeah, so um, of course, please follow us at The Lincoln Project. Follow our YouTube page if you guys aren't subscribers because all of our content goes through our YouTube. Um, I co-host a show with the Rick. Wilson called the breakdown. We do it on Thursdays right now. It's every other Thursday, but we're going to ramp that back up to every Thursday starting next year because of the election. So, um, it's never dull. Um, anyone who, who sees Rick and I together knows that it's, uh, we have a lot of fun, but we also are talking about serious things because our democracy is, is at stake here and, and we need to activate people and energize them to understand what's at stake. So there's that. Um, also, you can follow me on Instagram at the Tara Setmayor. I'm also on Twitter, X, whatever the hell it's called, <laughs> less and less because Elon Musk is just ruining it. But mm-hmm. I'm over there at Tara Setmayor. And um, I'm also on threads. And threads and Instagram, you get a little more 
personal stuff. I, I do some politics, but there is also the, the fun side and personal side of things. So over there, so you get a little bit of a different flavor on each platform. I love it. And I'm so glad I'm so, I love, I'm so glad to be in this fight with you. I'm so glad that I'm sad in a way that it had to happen because it would have been nice to just have real civil discourse, but it's not the reality that we have before us. But if this is the reality we have before us, I, I sure shit want someone like you in my tent and not on the other side. So oh, I, thank you. Yeah. I'm truly grateful. And I'm, I'm so glad we finally met. Like, I feel like Ah, Jersey girls, you know. Yes. <laughs> well, you know, one of these days we'll have to meet up down the shore uh, in the so. summer where, you know, and, and get a good slice of pizza and, and a sausage and peppers on the boardwalk and see. What's your beach? I, I And by yeah. the way, folks, it is down the shore in Jersey. Down the shore. Yes. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't matter that I'm south of the shore now. It's still <laughs> right. down the shore because I'm from North Jersey. Yeah. Um, I grew up going to Seaside, Seaside Heights and yep. Side Park. Yeah. So we uh, we rent a shore house in Seaside Park every year. We go to Island Beach State Park. It's beautiful. Um, Belmar, a lot of lot of summers in Belmar with my crazy Italian friends that I grew up with, and very wild nights uh, in uh-huh. Belmar and, and Seaside at Headliners and Bamboo and the old spot, the Surf Club and Ortley Beach. Like I miss those days. Point Pleasant, Tiki yeah. Bar in Point Pleasant, another hot spot for us. I love the Tiki Bar. Oh, that, that, that the good old like days. That. Yeah, the good old days. I was a Sandy Hook kid, which is so weird. Like I was. Oh, we do. Okay. Okay. Because it was closer. So my mom was like, you want to just go to Sandy Hook? And then we'd stop at Keensburg on the way home to go to the amusement park. Oh my God. Yeah. We'd stop at uh, this place called the Clam Hut, but that's a whole nother thing. Or Stewart's. Yes, and those hot dogs and Sandy Hook were so freaking long. You had to walk like ten miles. I was like, this, I know. this sucks. But That's well, <laughs> I love it. Okay, yeah, we'll have to go down the shore sometime. We got a yeah. tomato pie. Well, yes, I know what that yes. is. <laughs> that does it for this episode of the Are You Effing Kidding Me podcast. I am so grateful to my guest today, Tara Setmayer. This was one of my favorite conversations ever. I could oh. talk to you all day. So thank you again. I really, thank really you. appreciate it. We'll do it again. All right, awesome. And then everybody else, I'll see you all next time. Are You Effing Kidding Me is a production of the Political Voices Network. Please visit us at politicalvoicesnetwork.com. Mm-hmm.